0: Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you turn in your Bibles with me to First Peter, chapter 2. First Peter, chapter 2. Tonight we'll begin in verse 13. Um... And what is it that's on everyone's mind this time of year, every four years? Or every two years? Depending on the election, maybe every six years. Um, politics, right? Government, politics, rulers, authorities. And we can, as Christians say, we have a king of kings. We have The Lord of Lords, who never changes. Presidents, governors, senators, congressmen, they come and go. But the Lord Jesus has been on his throne for 2,000 years. Amen. Amen. This is a text that speaks about government. I don't like to talk about politics. I don't like to talk about politics directly because I want the focus of my preaching to be on the Word of God. Amen. I don't want anybody to look at me and say, "Well, oh, he's just in this political party's pocket or this political party's pocket." Okay, I I want to be lifting up God's Word. And I don't want to face that kind of accusation. When you preach through the Bible expositorily, when when you're going through text by text by text, you just cover what's there. And, And you don't get to go on hobby horses, and you don't necessarily follow what's going on in the news and in politics. But here we are in September of an election year, and we're coming to a passage that says, Be subject for the Lord's sake Fear God, honor the King. This is the word of the Lord, and let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word. It is relevant to us every day. Your word is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, it speaks to everything we need to know about life and godliness Lord, it speaks to ethics. It speaks to um, how we ought to relate to government. Father, I pray that tonight you would protect me from letting my own political views and persuasion color or trans- transform what your word has to say. But Lord, help, help me to be faithful to what your word says in a time in which people are so divided, let us hear from you and not from me tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's back up. First Peter, as as we've been going through First Peter, First Peter is all about the fact that we are strangers and aliens living in a hostile world right that's been from verse 1 he he, he, called, he called us the elect aliens who were scattered throughout um, the world uh, we are a scattered people we are aliens we're we're living in a world that is not our home we are citizens of another kingdom if we are believers we're citizens of another kingdom. And our King is one day coming to this earth, and our King will one day put all of his enemies under his feet, and and we will reign with him. I mean, that is a a marvelous reality. And right now, as we live as as churches, our embassies of His Kingdom here on earth, we live together under the rules of our King as foreigners in this land, and. I'm gonna I'm gonna go there again. I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but you know, Johnny Cash has the song that some people can be so heavenly-minded they're of no earthly good, right? And 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 that that has some some reality to it you know sometimes people are so spiritual that they don't have have any compassion for people right in front of them like the book of James warns us about you know we don't want to be that one who just goes on our way being all spiritual and say well I'll pray for you uh, or 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 be warm and be filled got good wishes but then we don't do anything for somebody who's suffering in front of us we don't feed the poor We don't clothe the naked. We don't do those things. That's not what we should do. That's that's being so spiritually minded that you're no heavenly good. But there's a real danger that we can be so earthly minded that we're of no heavenly good, right? We're, We're so focused on the things of this world. We're so focused on politics. Or we're so focused on money. Or we're so focused on whatever, you name it, that we're of no heavenly good. We're not to have this world as our home. This world is not the priority, but we know we have a hope that's laid up in heaven for us that when Jesus comes, he He is coming in glory and He will bring about His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And in the meantime... We are living here as citizens of another kingdom. We are living here in this world as strangers and aliens. So how are we to live? First Peter has been telling us how to do that and we live in a in a in a in a kind of a difficult situation because we're we're dual citizens, aren't we? We're we're citizens of a kingdom that's coming and we're also Citizens of our community, citizens of our nation, our state, and how are those two things to relate to each other? Here, the Apostle Peter tells us one of the things that we're to do when it comes to relating to the government. He says, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution whether that be to emperors as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do good and to praise those or punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good sometimes it feels the other way around doesn't it he's saying we should submit to the government he be subject to every human institution and whenever he says emperor we don't have an emperor anymore right we have in this country, we have a president, and we have governors of each state, but whenever it says governors here, it's not talking about like a governor of a state, it's talking about every, um, every officer that carries out the will of the government. So whether that's uh, police officers, law enforcement, whether that's um, uh, the IRS, uh, wh- whether that's uh, and, and, and I know uh, sometimes we, we, we have our, our, our uh, opinions and we have our, our um, uh, concerns about our freedoms and things like that. Um, but, and, and we have our concerns about whether certain things are even constitutional or not. But, but those officers include things like the EPA. <laughs> I mean, even those ones we don't like. Uh, and, and I think I'm safe. Uh, in in a community like this, to say that, although this is on the internet, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, you know, uh, even those things we don't like. I mean, Paul, uh, Peter here is saying not just the emperor, but every every authority that's under that emperor, we're to be um, submissive to. We're to be subject for the Lord's sake. And and why is that? <laughs> why is that? It's it's not. It's for the Lord's sake. It's for the Lord's sake. Uh, we love the Lord. Our Lord is our King. Jesus is our, our King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who's coming one day. We're we're doing this. We have rights. Okay, we have we have rights as American citizens. We have rights under a Constitution. And and here it's saying, regardless of what our rights are, this is what we should do for the Lord's sake. For the Lord's sake, sometimes it might mean, and not, I'm not saying in all cases, but sometimes it might mean. We know that we're free. We know that that we're able to do certain things, but because we want to honor Jesus, because we want to honor our King of Kings, then we might submit to things that our government says that we think are simply foolish or crazy. Just take masks, for instance. I'm sure not everybody here has the same opinion about it. You talked about masks with three different people and you're going to have three different opinions, right? Or ten different people, you're going to have twenty opinions. (laughs) And I don't really want to share what my opinion about masks are. I mean, that's just asking for a target on my back. But at the same time, it's something we feel like, well, I think that's unconstitutional. Or I think... You know, the the government doesn't have the authority to tell me to do that. And maybe we're right. But at the same time, we have the scriptures telling us, be subject to every human institution, whether it be emperor or those who are his officers. Now, I might be making some people upset. (laughs) I might be making some people... I don't know. But like I said in the prayer... I want this to be God's word spoken and not just my opinion. He says that the governors are sent to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Now, we're used to the first part, right? <laughs> the, 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 those those uh, ministers of the state. The, the, those, they're there, right? We understand they're there to punish those who do evil. You know, you have, you have someone who commits murder. We trust that the government is going to carry out justice, right? We, we, want, we want to see the government carry out those things. We don't want to be vigilantes who, who take it up on our own authority to go and hang somebody when they do something wrong. No, we want law and order, and we want the, the government to take care of those situations. But we're not so familiar with to praise those who do the same, right? Um, as I was reading about this, I understand that in the ancient world, in ancient Rome... Um, that's actually one of the things that oftentimes happens. Someone who was a benefactor for their community, someone who who might be uh, a, a, a person who was a leader in the community who would who would uh, who would give generously to to help good things happen in the community. One of the things that the government might do is to erect a statue of them in their memory or something like that. And so that might be an example of of praising those who do good, and maybe you know. Maybe there's some of that still today. Of course, in our society today, we're very anti statue, aren't we? <laughs> Depending on who you are. And now we return from our commercial break. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. Alright. Now, as I've said, it's for the Lord's sake. It's for the Lord's sake. That's why we do it. He's our king. What, do we want, what does our king want us to do? He wants us to submit to the governing authorities. And then it's, it follows that up here in verse 15 and says, For this is the will of God. Now, here's a question. Is... For this is the will of God, talking about what came before it? Or is it talking about what came after it? Is it, for this is the will of God, that we be subject to every human institution? Or is it, for this is the will of God, that by doing good, we should put put, put to silence the ignorance of foolish people? I think it's the latter. There are good arguments on both sides. I think it's the latter. God's will and one of the reasons why we are to submit to governing authorities is so that by doing good, by being a good citizen, by not being cantankerous, okay, by not being someone who is rebellious, um, that we might put to silence those who speak against us. Again, it says that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people, um, the, the, the the lost world around us. We have enough things that that people can accuse us of as believers. Um, just like in the ancient world, people like believers were uh, you know accused of being evil because they would not worship Caesar, and they were being good and they were disobeying the government when they, when they did so. Um, in the same way, there are things that we believe, uh, like only those who put their faith and trust in Jesus are going to heaven. Okay? People think that we're evil and hateful because of that. Things like God has a design for marriage. That's something that people call us hateful and bigoted because we believe that. And, 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 We have enough. Just by believing the gospel that the Bible says the the unbelievers say believe is foolishness, but it's the wisdom of God. Because we believe those things, we're already going to have enough accusations come at us. So in order to silence those accusations, we ought to be good citizens. We ought to be obedient insofar as we can to the government. That doesn't give carte blanche to the government. If the government says, you must bow down and worship an idol of Satan, no, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't obey the government in all those situations, but insofar as we can, insofar as the government is not asking us to violate God's law, then we ought to be submissive to the government. And in so doing... We are good citizens. We, we, we love our neighbors. We take care of our communities. And when people have accusations against us, maybe someone else in the community will say, why can you say that about that person? Do you know what they've done for our community? Do you, I've never seen them breaking any, any laws like that. And we put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. And by ignorance... It's not just an intellectual problem here that they don't know, okay? Proverbs often talks about foolishness as having moral culpability. Being foolish, the way of the fool leads to death, right? The way of the fool is, is one who, who goes out and lays a trap for his neighbor, right? It's, it's those people who have accusations against us are being like the fool in Proverbs, Verse 16, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Let's look at each, there's three things here we need to notice. First of all, live as people who are free. We're citizens of another kingdom. Our our king is Jesus. He's the one who is the king of kings, he is the one who is the Lord of lords, and we don't obey these governing authorities out of a sense of of uh, slavery. We don't we don't do so out of a sense of being forced to uh, of having a gun to our head, out of covert coercion. We live this way because we've been set free by Jesus. Amen. We live this way. Uh, we are free. We we can we 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 know that who really matters and the one who we want we will have to give an account to that matters much, much more than any human institution is our king. And we're free. And he tells us, secondly, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Sometimes people talk about how, oh, I'm free in Christ. I can go on doing whatever I want to do because... Forget about the law; it's all grace now, right? And and there's a, a Paul warns against it too. You know, uh, should we then continue in sin so that grace may abound? We're not to be like that. We're we are free. We are citizens of another kingdom. We we have a, a king that's and we, we are loved and we are adopted by God. We're His sons and daughters. But that ought not to be a cover-up for doing evil. Um, I think we get accused of that very thing by our culture around us. When we say, we're concerned about religious liberty. We're concerned about religious liberty, um, about, you know, florists and bakers being fined because they wouldn't do, do a wedding for, uh, you know, make a cake, or do, do uh, flowers for a wedding for a homosexual couple. We say, well, this is about religious liberty. And then we have the outside world saying, well, they're concerned about what they call religious liberty, but really we know that that's just their cover-up for being hateful and bigoted, right? That's not what we're doing and and they might bring up this verse and try to accuse us and say that's what we're doing but that's not what we are doing <laughs> i'm going to have to back up i'm going to have to back up a little bit um no i'm going to go i'm going to continue to deal with the text and then i'm going to back up i'm sorry so the next thing he says, living as servants of God. Living as servants of God. We're free. We're, we're not using our freedom freedom as a cover-up for evil to do, to do wicked things, but we're using our freedom to do good. And we're living as servants of God, as slaves of God. The highest freedom of all is the freedom to do what we believe is Right? Right? It's, it's not just the freedom to just lay in bed and be lazy all day. That might feel like freedom for some. But the f- real, the highest freedom is, to do f- is to, the freedom to do what is you, f- you believe is right. And, and that's why religious liberty is so important, right? It's the florist, the baker. What their liberty is being uh, infringed on is their being told... You must do this that they believe is wrong. And and so, um, they're, um, boy, I'm, my mind is, <laughs> they're servants of God, right? That's what I was saying. They're servants of God. They're slaves of God. But we're free. We're free. I'm going to move on from there um, honor everyone. That's, that's what we owe every single person. We owe every single person honor, honor everyone. We were all created in the image of God. Every single one of us, everyone here, everyone in this community. And so every single person deserves honor because we're created in the image of God. We are his special creations and God loves us. And so we honor every single person, but there's a special way we treat fellow believers. He says, "Love the brotherhood." That's talking about believers. We we honor every single person because we're all created in the image of God. And that earlier in First Peter, in uh, chapter one, he tells us, "Having purified your souls for to, by an obedience to the truth for a sincere bro- brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart." God has saved us so that we would be a community that loves one another. So for everyone, we honor them. For every single human being, we treat them with respect and dignity as a human being created in the image of God. And for our brothers and sisters in Christ, we we relate to them as a family. We relate to one another as those who love one another from the heart, like Peter had said. And then he tells us, Fear God. Fear God. We looked at that a few weeks ago as well. Um, He stated in um, chapter one, verse sixteen. Since it is written, uh, um, I'm sorry, seventeen. And if you call on him, his father, him who judges impartially according to each one uh, each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. So we're to fear God. We're not to fear man, but we are to have an appropriate fear of God. We, we, lo- we, we honor everyone, we love one another, we fear God, but we don't fear the emperor. We don't fear the government. We honor the emperor. We honor the, the ruling authorities. We treat them with respect. And I've been debating about whether to say this, but I'm going to say it. I get it. I get it. I see the signs in neighborhoods that say what I don't even want to say out loud. You know, our governor. And then there's a verb after it. And you've seen them. And I get it. I I sympathize. I sympathize with that. But at the same time, Believers, God is calling us to honor our governing authorities. Uh, 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 and, And God wants us. It's the will of God. I mean, unbelievers can look at that and think, well, they're a Christian and they say that about... for the sake of our witness, for the sake of the Lord... We need to respect even those who we disagree with politically and treat them with with respect and kindness. Now, I've said all of this. This is what the text is saying. And and I'm going to end with kind of a a caveat here. We don't have an emperor. What is our highest law in the United States? It's not a person. It's not a person. Our highest law in the United States is not a person. Our highest law in the United States, is the Constitution, right? And now I'm getting a little political, and I don't want to do that. I, but the governing philosophy of our country is that the law is king. The The law, lex rex is the Latin phrase. The law is king. The law is the, is the highest authority. The, the the It's not a person who rules. They're just a steward. They're just a person who's taking a, a position that's called for in our Constitution, which is the highest authority. So then, there may be times whenever believers have disagreements about how we ought to... Can we protest about masks? Can we protest about, you know, uh, whether or not we can meet in person? And I'm going to just leave that open. I think... Each individual should be should be uh, uh, convinced in their own mind, understanding what this scripture says. Uh, but uh, you know, if something violates the Constitution and the Constitution is the highest authority, then maybe there is a place. <laughs> but we need to be careful. <laughs> We need to be careful and not just willy nilly about about any of that. We need to to deal with things prayerfully and 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 understand that that what we do has implications about the way our neighbors see us and the way our our neighbors see our our Christian witness to them. Now, all this has been kind of technical. <laughs> I've been talking about how we're to live, and how we're to relate to government. And I want to preach the gospel. that's, That's why I'm here every week. That's what I want to lift up above all. And so I want to end with this. Jesus is our King of Kings. Jesus is our King of Kings who left heaven. He he submitted himself. He, he, he came as a human being and lived among human beings, and he was mistreated by the government. And he was nailed to a cross by Roman soldiers with the blessing of the Roman governor, Pilate. When we are persecuted by government, When we face those things, we are following after the example of Jesus who who left heaven. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And yet he came down, lived among human beings, and was was beaten and flogged at the government's sword, the government's hand. And yet when he died, he rose again proving no king going to keep him down, right? No king is going to keep him down. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. He left heaven. He left his throne and became small and became afflicted and took a beating and affliction and the wrath of God so that we might have forgiveness of sins. We might one day reign with Him in heaven. We might reign with it. We might inherit the earth, as the Sermon on the Mount says. The way that we relate to government says a lot about what we believe about the gospel. If we believe that the gospel is that God gave up what he rightfully owned for our sake, then we ought to be able to imitate what Jesus did. Not in order to gain salvation. Not in order to become acceptable to God. But because he has already accepted us we can then act like Him. And we can lay down our rights. Because we've been redeemed. And we know that this world is not our home. We're just passing through. But one day, we'll inherit it all. Please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com Or you can like us on Facebook.